0: Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman Perks, and welcome back to our inspiring leadership series. And my favourite time of the week, I'm very lucky to be with George Mendonça. And um, George has had a very successful career in the military, um, and uh, was somewhat of a role model for people as an inspiring leader. And has now gone on to the Grosvenor Estate, where I'll get George to talk about the the role he has. And he's doing very well in business. And so we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly in inspiring leadership. So, George, tell us a bit about yourself, a bit in the military and a bit out.
1: um. Yeah, so I left the army in 2007 uh, as a colonel. Um, My first job was with Network Rail, uh, and I uh, was the Crossrail Programme Director doing all the surface work there. Led a team of uh, 330, delivering two and a half billion of infrastructure work. Um, And then uh, was headhunted to come to Grosvenor as the Operations Director, um, which was doing the Plumbing of the drains for the London estate. Um, and then they asked me to run the London Estate, which I did for about three or three and a half years. And uh, just over a year ago I was uh, asked to join the board and run something called Grover Developments, which is um, our strategic land business, delivering communities at scale in the south of England, trying to make them really fabulous places to uh, live uh, and uh, uh, live, work, visit, um, and um, other grown developments. So, we're looking at building businesses which deliver lasting commercial and social benefit, and never, uh, never separately, but always together. So, in the past, we you could uh, choose to make money in one place and and uh, deliver do something good over here. Now, every project, every scheme has to deliver both, which is which is a great place to be. Um, so, we've I've got a relatively small team here, um, and really enjoying life uh, in six years in the property industry.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm really interested in that combination of what you learnt in the military, particularly when you're on the higher command and staff course at so that sort of strategic level, um, and, and some good examples of leadership, which sort of bringing those best practices from the military and you're now using in, in senior business level? I'll just keep an eye on the time so that-
1: we, Sure, uh, yeah. so I don't rattle on too long. <laughs> um, well, the, the High command staff course was a, was a, a sort of pinnacle course for um, people who are going to be incredibly senior in the military. And there are 11 army officers on it and eight navy and eight RAF and that sort of thing. Um, and it was a very intense course over three months. Actually, if I just come out and come out and sort of helicopter and look at what the two things that I remember very clearly, one was um, how one very, everyone on there's, you know, no one stupid. But when we went into an exercise, a big intensive exercise, and we were put into sort of teams, how one person who was reasonably charming, you know, when in, in sort of normal day to day, absolutely turned, uh, turned his team off. I was in his team. And after an hour, we all hated him. I mean he literally transformed into a do this do that um you know capable, bright people you know willing to really work hard for him, being switched off by just his manner and the thing for me was you know re- regardless of intellect, regardless of experience, regardless of training the the importance of chemistry yeah uh, and and the behaviors that become, that can be so toxic and so. Uh, dangerous to, to, to great performance. Um, I think uh, that, that, re- that really, really struck yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I suppose, which stuck out was an, an, another chat. Just was, we were all asked to deliver, um, to present our papers, our sort of research papers. Yep. And the instructions were very clear how to do that. And this very bright bloke just ignored the instructions and bored us all stupid for half an hour. Yeah. And, and just this, getting the simple things right, you know, following instructions at one level sounds rather too military, but actually sticking to the basics is quite important. Yeah. You know, and, and just being able to, more importantly, think about the effect you want to have. And the effect of going through your research paper was to generate a discussion. And if you drone on for half an hour... There's no discussion. And
0: people try this in business. They stick up PowerPoints and borrow, borrow that, don't they?
1: My God. I mean, uh, that is the problem. And I always remember one of my military, uh, one of my uh, chats I worked for said, you know, if you, if you set out to inform, you bore. If you set out to entertain, you inform. Yeah. And, and people should think about that when they present anything, really. Yeah. Uh, PowerPoint particularly.
0: Do yeah. you tend to stick away from it and have a few notes or a handout or something? Is it? I
1: try not to use. I try not to use scripts. Um, yeah. I think if you lose ten percent of what you planned to say, but deliver the other ninety percent in a way that's engaging, yeah, you, you're going to have far far more effect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think one of the things uh, reflecting as you've asked me to do on the twenty six years in the army and and. Uh, Whatever it is, 11, 12 years outside, is um, just how useful the leadership that you gain yeah. at Sandhurst and the experiences you you then uh, get thereafter can be. Because I, when I left the army, I, I very much um, tried to play down the fact that I'd been in the army because I didn't want people to see me as a you know some sort of retired colonel and. Uh, you talked about your
0: father and, and the guards officer. Oh, my
1: father was a ballet dancer, and he but he, he gave me no advice whatsoever, except on one occasion before I joined, he said, if you're going to join the army, don't be like the 35-year um, serving guards officer I've just employed, who's like a fish out of water. Yeah. And I just remember that. You was know? that
0: because he loved structure and hierarchy? and? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think
1: it, people, it, some people in the army are too much in love with, the, they're too comfortable being in, in that hierarchy. And you... You just have to not you know, the people that see the world in a in a soft way, in a better way, in a more flexible way. You know, people that think about capability and don't think about hierarchy. Yeah, they they, they do very well outside
0: I think because some of the fine officers, and you're a classic example, do very well in business, don't they? Because there's a desperate need for good leadership in business, and and it's often missing. I find.
1: Um, well, I think I think the what my experience of being. Um, in Network Royal and, and here is that the, the basics of leadership you know shouldn't be assumed and um, the military is very lucky it can rely on basic leadership being there being trained into people and what we have to um, realise is that in you know promoting people because they're good at their job you know is potentially a recipe to lose people in their teams Yeah, because nobody I, I realise and Nobody leaves a company. They leave a leader. They leave. Yep. The, they leave their boss. Um, so you've do, seen this. You've seen this happen
0: where a, a boss has been too much of a micromanager, haven't you? Uh,
1: ab- absolutely. I mean, I, um, you know, I, I took that very much into account when I decided to come to Grosvenor, The, the experience of of being controlled and not being allowed. The sort of freedom of action, the empowerment to get on with my job yeah. uh, was a feature in making me unhappy. I mean, six months after I'd been in Grosvenor, my two, one of my sons said to me, you know, he's about 12, he said, you know, where's Grumpy Daddy gone? <laughs> so I suppose, I mean, but the lesson, the important lesson, I suppose, is if you want to attract and retain the best people, you've got to be uh, not fun, but you've got to be great to work with. Yeah. You've got to give them the space, they've got to enjoy working with you. And of course, the army allows that to an up to a point. But there's an interesting thing about the army. The, diff, the one difference I'd say about the army and, the, and civi- being in a civilian business is in the army there might be occasions when the bullets are flying and you just tell people do that and do it now. But that's never appropriate in business. Yeah, Just do it and do it now. Almost never appropriate. In all other respects, you want to encourage people. You want to give them space. You want to help them, coach them, get the best out of them. And if you take the view that ninety percent of people can be, will do a brilliant job if you just let them. Yeah. Your job as a leader is to create the conditions. Yeah. Where they're going to be at their best.
0: And, and we've just got in our final minute, really. Just. Just that you, you said you, you're using now in a board position in business some of the military concepts like uh, the intelligence preparation of the battlefield and, you know, um, concentration of force and stuff like that. Are you finding some of those principles yeah, are still relevant very much I to mean, business?
1: I, would ne- I never use those terms. But what I've discovered is that it, when I started my career just trying to, in my career, trying to play down the fact that I've been in the army, actually, I realise that the, the the principles and the things that we do and the, the, the way that we do think about um, structure and, and how to get the best out of people, those military lessons are ever more evident and required for it to make businesses be the best they can be. Church, thank you.